David Collins. 30 minutes. Show with David Collins. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of David Collins' 30-Minute Half-Hour Show. I'm your host, David Collins, and we have a great episode for you today. Another great episode. Gotten a lot of great feedback about last episode. Apparently, really, people really enjoyed it. So glad to hear that Carson had such a great reception from everybody. We have some great voicemails to play on the show today and a great show overall. Remember to send in your voicemails and any emails that you want read on the show to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Tomorrow, the team is going to be visiting the Floodwater Comedy Festival for some street interviews in Iowa City, so really looking forward to that. Remember to follow us on Instagram to keep up on what's going to be going on there. Follow us on Instagram at DC30MinuteHalfHourShow. A great show planned for you today. Of course, before we start the show, color of the day. Color of the day today, Cocalico. It's a red color. It's actually named after the wild corn poppy. It's a French word, Cocalico. Color of the day. Cocalico. Today's sponsor of the show at 623 North Manhattan Avenue in Manhattan, Kansas. Show your Aggieville pride by stepping into Rally House Aggieville. Rally House Aggieville is located in downtown Manhattan, Kansas, one block south and east of the K-State Student Union. With all your favorite hometown teams in stock, Rally House is here to make sure you're geared up for the day at the ballpark, stadium, or while you're relaxing at home. Rally House Aggieville has all the gear you need for the entire family with plenty of styles and sizes to choose from. Prepare for the big game or find the perfect gift with our wide selection. Thank you, Rally House Aggieville, for sponsoring the show today. Our guest today, very excited. We've talked a lot about him. I don't think that we've given it away that we had him coming on as a guest. A bit of a surprise. Our guest today is an Eastern Iowa stand-up comedian originating from the Quad Cities. He's open for Clay Foley. Worked clubs such as the Lucky Cat Cedar Rapids, the Comedy Bar in Dubuque, Iowa, River Rocks Bar Lounge, Madison, Wisconsin. He also hosts Slice of Life. We've talked a lot about Slice of Life on the show. Very excited to have you with guests. A lot of the guests have actually mirrored the guests that we've had in the show, which is great. We're looking forward to talking a little about that. But he's also had amazing guests such as Matt Bandwert and SNL alum Brooks Whelan. Please give a warm David Collins welcome today to our guest, Zach Vaughn. How you doing, Zach? Welcome to the show. Hi, David. Happy to be here. It's so nice that we finally were able to get you on the show here. I'm very excited. We teased it a little bit. We were talking a little bit how I didn't know if I was going to appear on your show or if we were going to get you on here first, but it's great to finally have you here. It's great to be here, David. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this podcast, Slice of Life, because, of course, having you on the show, I wanted to be prepared, listen to a lot of the podcast very much likes the podcast. I'm a big fan of the show Slice of Life. Now, I think we've seen each other a couple of times because I know I've seen you on stage and you're a very funny stand-up comedian. I've seen you a couple of times and I think you've probably been doing comedy longer than I have or at least have a lot more experience in that field. But when it comes to, you know, I've been doing radio since I was 18. I, you, you're a little new to broadcasting. So I thought, I have a couple tips for you. I'm not sure if you're going to take any. Feel free to, though. Yeah, I was um, hoping this would be a learning experience for me. 100%. Well, just talking about the format of your show, I like you do have some production in there, and I really enjoyed that. But when I hear Slice of Life, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. It doesn't really compare with what I get when I do listen to the show as much as I like the show. If you're stuck with that name, Slice of Life, we had some ideas. Maybe you change up kind of the format of the show. Okay, lay them on me. So this first idea is right now, the, the show includes you have a guest and you talk about your, your comedy experiences with that guest. This first idea is more of a solo show. 
you would just dedicate your hour podcast to telling one specific story of one day in your life, just a slice of your life. That's an idea, a solo show, a slice of your life. Another idea that we had, you have guests on, you'll keep the guests, but you'll talk about near-death experiences with the guests, and it will be a slice of life almost missing from your life. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Do you have any near-death experiences? You are a Marine, is that correct? No, 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 not Marine. Uh, National Guard. <laughs> I see. I see. But do you have any near-death experiences from there? No, none from there. None from there. None that I can really think of right now. Fascinating. So we might have to toss out that idea. I have a dream where I fall sometimes. That'd be great. That'd be something that you could share on that podcast if you decide to kind of go with that angle. It's spooky. A third idea that we had here was maybe you can continue with the guests or you can have a co-host. Now, there's one popular podcast out there. The two hosts come in and, like a, like a lawyer, debate a snack of which two might be better. And then the audience votes on the winner of the snack after the show. So I thought something similar. You might bring in slices of fruit and have to defend versus your guest which fruit is preferred. And then your audience would guess on the better fruit. It is primarily a fruit-themed podcast. I don't think I think people lose that up in the miasma of everything else that's going no, on. You but we're, that. we're a huge endorsement of fruit, and that's what I wanted the podcast to focus on initially. That's perfect. Well, that sounds like a good one. That might be the winner of all these ideas then. Well, this fourth one, though, I do like. It's called Slice of Life. So you have your guest, and your guest begins to tell a story. And then as they're telling the story, you cut them off and you say, that's enough. Just a slice of the story, please. I love it. How do you feel about melons, like uh, honeydew or cantaloupe? Well, that's what I'm talking about. These are the types of conversations that you'd be having if you were having a debate of whether it was a melon versus an orange, even what types of melon. There's so many different types of melons out there. It would be a really interesting show. Now, our show here, we play games on the show occasionally. That's part of our format, and that sound means it's time for our first game. You're a stand-up comedian, so I thought we'd go with a stand-up-themed game today. Our first game today, Sign the Joke. We're going to be listening to, well, I'm going to go ahead and read a joke, and you're going to have to tell which comedian that joke came from. It could be a stand-up comedian from almost any era, hopefully somebody that you're familiar with, though. Are you ready to play, Zach? Sign the joke. I'm ready, David. Perfect. Are you familiar with Austin Ingalls? He's on, he was on the show. We played this game with him. Yeah, I've heard of him. He's a great guest. We, he actually did very well in a lot of the games. We're looking to bring him back at one point to compete with somebody else who's done so well on all of these games. So maybe that could be you. Let's go ahead with round one. Sign the joke. I'm going home in a few weeks for the holidays. Visit my parents. That's really exciting. I got to buy pajamas. Get ready. Pajamas have got to be the world's funniest clothes. Who designed pajamas? Why do they make them look like a tiny suit? All right, Zach, are you ready to sign that joke? I'm going to be home in a few weeks for the holidays. Visit my parents. That's really exciting. I got to buy pajamas. Get ready. Who might be talking about pajamas? Any idea there? Jim Gaffigan. That is not correct. Let's go ahead and hear who that might be. So I'm going home in a few weeks for the holidays. Uh, visit my parents. That's really exciting. I got to buy pajamas. Get ready. <laughs> But the crowd always likes this guy. Pajamas, pajamas have got to be the world's funniest clothes. Who designed pajamas? Why do they make them look like a tiny suit? <laughs> I've heard some of his stuff before. He's pretty popular, right? Very prolific. That was huh. Jerry Seinfeld. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe a little bonus points. Do you want to go ahead and guess the year that might have been? Why don't we just jump to round two? <laughs> round two of Sign the Joke. How about a toilet seat with a seatbelt for when you eat at Taco Bell? Click. Okay, we're in for a rough one here. 
Maybe you just walk into Taco Bell. I'd like two Taco Supremes. Sign the joke. And that might be a little bit of a tricky one. Sounds like there's a lot of physicality no, I think I got going it. on there. I think I How got it. How about a toilet seat? What do you think? Is that Jim Gaffigan? No, it was not Jim Gaffigan. Last time we played this show, we played it with Mark Norman. April Fools. It was actually our intern, Jerry, doing a Mark Norman impression. He did a great job, but he also guessed Gaffigan on a couple of those questions. None of that Gaffigan was correct. Maybe we'll have to include Gaffigan as one of those in the future. Let's go ahead and hear who that was. A toilet seat. How about a seat? How about a toilet A toilet seat. <laughs> I'm getting excited here. With a seatbelt when you eat a Taco Bell. Okay, we're in for a rough one. Here we go. That was Carrot Top. And so neither of these guys are Jim Gaffigan. Neither of them were Jim Gaffigan, but maybe that third one, don't exclude him completely. Although I may have given it away by saying that we've never included him, but maybe that means round three will be his slot. Although reading the joke, that wouldn't be my first guess. Let's jump to round three of Sign the Joke. You ever have someone owe you money and have the nerve to wear new clothes around you? Like brand new clothes. And they pointed out like, hey, Look what I just picked up. Did you see my money while you were down there? Now, I'd have a few guesses of what this might be. You ever have someone owe you money and have the nerve to wear new clothes around you? Can you sign that joke? Is that Jim Jeffries? I don't think that's too terrible of a guess there. Let's go ahead and see. Oh, no. Oh, well, let's just hear who that might have been. You ever have somebody owe you money? And have the nerve to wear new clothes around you? You recognize that voice? Like Who couldn't? That doesn't sound like Jim Jeffries at all. That was Chris Rock. He had a great special come out a couple weeks ago. Did you happen to see that? Uh, I've, I've, heard the, I've heard he's somebody that does stand up. Well, we talked about it a little on the show. It was in response. One of the most famous bits that were from that special were, of course, responding to the, to the infamous Will Smith slap. If you haven't seen that, definitely recommend checking it out. Before we talk a little bit, I want to learn more about you. That pisses me off. You pissed me off. I'm really pissed off. Things that pissed me off this week. We received another message from our friend, a bit of a cantankerous fella, Brody Toopy. Are you familiar with Brody? Yeah, I've heard of him before, yeah. A fantastic stand-up comedian that likes to, likes to kind of share his week with us, so let's go ahead and take a listen to what Brody's pissed off about this week. Hi, David. This is what pisses me off this week. I went to a wedding this weekend that didn't serve cake. That pisses me off. I'm a traditional guy. In the summer, I like to drink coffee, but if it's hot, I start to sweat. That pisses me off, okay? So then I decide to make iced coffee. And I wanna make two pots of coffee in a row, but the filter's too hot. Now I can't change the filter. That pisses me off. Bought three pieces of Tupperware to take my lunches into work and the gasket came out of the lid. So I had to put the gasket back in all the three lids. Oh no. That pisses me off. They're brand spanking new, dude. <laughs> you got know, a baby bunny really nest in my yard that my dog won't leave alone. So now I gotta go outside every time he goes to the bathroom to guard the bunnies. I'm not the Lorax, dude. That pisses me off. <laughs> Boy, Brody is pretty rowdy. What were you saying that about Tupperware? It's good for storing slices of fruits. That's great. That's something else that you might be able to talk about on your show in the future. I really want to push that you 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 format it in a way that 
exemplifies the slice of life aspect of the show. I just wanted to talk about fruits with my friends. I never said I did stand up. Let people come on, they keep talking about not fruits. Let's talk a little about your show there, because I was listening to it, and you might have settled an argument for us. Like I mentioned already, Austin Ingalls was on the show. Great guest, but we got in a little tick, a little tiss, because he strongly disadvocates for writing in a notebook, does not like it at all, all on the phone. You and Donnie talked a little bit about writing in a notebook. Do you write in a notebook? I didn't bother clipping what you said. I thought you could say it yourself, but Donnie did have something interesting to say about that that I wanted to share. You had a guest, Donnie Townsend, who unfortunately I haven't had the opportunity to meet yet, but another member on the staff here let me know that he's a legendary Quad Cities comedian, a great guy. If any listeners out there know Donnie Townsend, have him reach out to the show, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Definitely interested in getting him on. But let's go ahead and hear his take on writing in a notebook. Very interesting. It's a hard process. But I think the cool thing about physically writing, though, is like you don't have to like write, right? Yeah. You can just kind of like shorthand and well, just, yeah, just kind of doodle around. You yeah. just be like an archaeologist digging up bones. It doesn't have to be like what you're going to say. It's just like maybe you could say that. It's just playing with ideas. Do you. An archaeologist digging up bones. Now, I wish I thought of that when I was talking to Austin. What do you think about writing in a notebook, writing or phone? Where do you stand on that? I'm a phone guy. I'm a phone guy through and through. I feel like I need to make the transitions to notebooks. Maybe the tactile feel of the pen on paper will have some sort of retention effect of the brain and the material. There's something about the confidence that you feel about holding something in your hand, too. A phone doesn't really give you that same power. You have it in your hand at all the time. Even in your weakest moments, you're holding, a, you're holding your phone. Rarely in your weakest moments are you holding a paper. One time I saw a police officer physically assaulting uh, somebody and I had a phone in my hand and I recorded it and I felt powerful. It made me feel powerful. That's fascinating. But when I read notes on my phone, I don't feel powerful. Right. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much for answering that. I wanted to get into that subject a little bit. While I was listening to your show, there was something else that came up and... It's going to make more sense here once we get into it, but I did kind of want to address this. It would have seemed a little strange if I didn't, but I thought this would be an appropriate way to start. Season two, you begin that season talking with Haley Finkler of The Lucky Cat. Now, we are a big fan of The Lucky Cat. We've recorded there a couple of times, a big fan of Haley there, too. Always appreciate her. But let's go ahead and just listen to this clip here, because I kind of want to ask you a question about it. I was just like that. It was my only goal. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that being attractive was going to make life better for me. I just knew it. Um, I'm like, people obviously don't like me as I am, so I just need to fix this. I'm not hot enough, so yeah. that's the thing that's missing. And so I got back um, from... Now I'd say you've accomplished that goal. A very handsome man, Zach Vaughn here, has that made you more likable? What do you think about that? That's an interesting thing that you would bring up and be so forthcoming about, and that's what the show really is. It's a lot of things about Zach being very forthcoming and kind of giving you a thought process of how would I have handled that insecurity. Has that helped you? Is that Do you feel strongly that that was a good decision to focus on? I mean, because it's worked out for you, clearly. Yeah, I think that, I think that people have biased uh, looking at people and not feeling repulsed by them. I, I mean, I don't think that anybody has to be handsome to like necessarily get through life, but I think- Well, that, certainly. Well, you can see I chose radio. Well, you know what they say about radio? What do they say about radio? A good face for radio is a saying for an unattractive person. 
That's so, right. They might have said that to you before you really buckled down. That's interesting. But so, you said that it was for an effort to make you more likable. Now, we had Tim Blanco, manager of the Dubuque Comedy Bar on the show, and we asked him who would be the one comedian that he would hope he would never have to deal with again in the future. Let's go ahead and just listen to what he said to that question. I want to know what I think our audience really wants to know. Who's the meanest comedian that you've ever had come through here? Who's somebody that you really say, I never want to meet that guy again? Zach Vaughn. Zach Vaughn. Zach Vaughn. And that's is not right because he's actually a record. So he said that, of course, and that's that's harsh enough, honestly. And we want to get your, you to kind of address that and respond to him. But he went on to say this. Zach Vaughn, he's not a fan of him, though. Would you recommend I avoid his show? Absolutely not. I think you should absolutely do his show. He's, he's just an asshole. You know, people and of course, I go on to say that we'll have to address that when we have you on the show eventually or when I go on your show. How do you respond to that? I can understand why this happened. You see, what had happened is um, I had left some containers of various melons and pineapples on my counter. I had blood sugar issues. And I, I made the trip up there to the There could be a near-death experience for you. Do you have any near-death <clears throat> experiences having to do with your blood sugar? I just get grumpy because um, I like my fruit. I just want to eat, I eat slices of fruit on the way up to the buke to calm me down with the blood sugar. Certainly. And then I saw Tim and I lashed out. Being grumpy the, will the blood sugar bring you there. So that low. makes a lot of sense. Do you want to apologize to Tim publicly? Yeah, I, I am. I am sorry for that. I'm sorry for any person that's ever had to deal with me when I don't have my fruit. Tim, unfortunately, wanted to wanted to send in a voicemail today. I, I had reached out to him in response because he had said that he wanted to when wanted me to let him know when you were going to be on the show. I went ahead and did that. He he chose not to follow up, so it seems that all is forgiven, at least from his perspective, if he wanted to drop it. But that's great. Thanks so much for addressing that. I'm a bit known as a bit of a hot interviewer, and we needed to make sure that anything controversial gets covered right up front there. Any future guests that you plan on having slice of life, any big any big sneak peeks that we could get on the today's show? I'm just kind of going off the cuff this season. Off the cuff. Well, that's great. That's going to be a lot of fun, at least so far. Very fun guests. I'd love to hear it. What, where are you plugging? Anything beyond Slice of Life? What do you want to get out there? We've had guests that do different podcasts. They change the name of their podcast. They have the hardest time plugging anything. Make sure you get it out there for the people. Uh, check out check out Slice of Life. Now, we're getting into this time where we need to get into the second game, but I have to ask you, I ask this to everybody. You travel a lot all over the Quad Cities. You work, you travel. How do you write your material? Yeah, I uh, I write my material based on life experiences like sometimes if i'm like if life I, experience if, if i'm if i'm in a town i like stop by like their their garden center and i notice they have like seasonal produce there i look at them and i don't know if you've ever just like looked at like a like a lemon or something the rind's like waxy and beautiful and i just feel inspired i feel inspired that's interesting and back on the topic of fruit there i love to see your passion i just wish we could aim that towards the podcast Game two today, of course, that game means it's time for our second game. That sound means. The game two today, uh, not a lot of people will know. Even when you see Zach, he often wears a hat, but he is a proud bald man. So I thought it'd be fun that we'd play for our second game today. Who said it? Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial? It's a game that we played before. Uh, we're going we're gonna to read off a clip here, and then we're going to listen to the clip after your guess, and you're going to have to know if that's Joe Rogan or from a Rogaine commercial. Are you ready to play Who Said It? I'm, I'm ready. Perfect. It's a fun game here. Let's go ahead and start with round one. Where else would we start? Round one. 
I'm afraid of the water. I wasn't as a kid, just lately. Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial? I'm afraid of the water. I wasn't as a kid, just lately. It's a Rogaine commercial. I might have given him a game that he knows too much about here. Let's go ahead and see, was that a Rogaine commercial? That's correct. Give me, give me a little bit of your thought process. How'd you know that one so quickly? I just felt like maybe Joe Rogan wasn't originally... I feel like people don't move backwards too often. He's not someone that would move backwards in that context mm -hmm. there. Let's go ahead and hear what that commercial sounds like. I'm afraid of the water. I wasn't as a kid just lately because when my hair gets wet, you can tell I'm losing it. Oh, that makes sense. He's losing his hair, so when it gets wet, you can tell. Great job on that game. You're back in the game here. Glad we have a good one for you. Let's jump to round two. Round two of Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial. There's so many people that are in the starting point, like the people that come up to you and say, what do I do? I don't know what to do. What should I do? All right, Zach, who said it? Joe Rogan or Rogaine commercial? There's so many people that are in the starting point, like the people that come up to you and say, what do I do? I don't know what to do. What should I do? Said Joe Rogan. Boy, we chose a great game for you. That was correct. That was Joe Rogan. Let's take a little listen. You know, there's a lot of people out there listening to this. There's so many people that are in that, that starting point. Like the people that come up to you and say, what do I, I don't know what to do. What should I do? How do I do it? Yeah. How do I get? That sounds Joe very up Rogan. uplifting. It sounds inspiring. It is. Apparently, they there are these clips of Joe Rogan just speaking motivationally, and it sounds like he's selling something. So you put that next to a commercial, it's hard to tell which is which. But let's jump to round three here. Do you like this game? I love it. Well, I like that you're doing a little better on it. Pretty excited for you, but let's see if you can close it out here. Round three. Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. That's how it works. Round three. Who said it? Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. That's how it works. Just like you getting three for three. Joe Rogan. Great job. Really nail it. Let's hear that him say that there. I can't imagine what that would sound like. I actually, looking back, thought that might have been a Rogaine commercial. So you've really beaten the dealer yeah, today. That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah, that's how it works, man. The man might have given it away, but you got it without the man. Great job on... Who said it? Joe I just Rogan feel like it would be weird on a Rogaine commercial to be so negative, you know? Like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to happen. You lose your hair, you know? That was my thought process on that one. That's true. That's good thinking. They wouldn't want to be negative, and we try not to be negative on this show either. Always staying positive on that subject. Balds are a sensitive people. What are you doing? I'm emailing David Collins. Well, I hope you didn't make you too sensitive there with that bald comment. Like I said, I thought you were a b proud bald man. That sound means it's time for this segment, David Collins call-ins. We have some emails and some voicemails to play. We're going to breeze through them here. Well, first we had one email come in that I did want to read. It was from Sarah in Aurora, Colorado. Dear David, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for having Carson Tuttle as a guest on your radio show. Carson's appearance was particularly engaging, and I learned a lot from listening to his experiences and his fresh perspectives on current issues. Thank you again for all the great work you do on your show, and I look forward to tuning in again soon. Well, thanks for writing in, Sarah. Appreciate that email. If Thank anybody you, else wants to send in an email or any voicemails on the show, make sure you're sending those to dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Great contribution, Sarah. Thank you. So I'm not sure if you've kept up at all with this gas cap criminal saga, but most recently, this gentleman has kidnapped our soon-to-be co-host and is taking him around the country 
So he calls in, he gives us a riddle. So far, we have not been able to solve that riddle to get our co-host back. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that soon. But he did go ahead and leave us a voicemail. He let us know that if it's not, if we record on a Thursday, unfortunately, he's only able to leave us a voicemail. Can't call us on the show, which is fine. I'd rather not talk to him. But let's hear what he has to say this week. Hello, Mr. David Collins. It is me, the Gas Gap Criminal. It seems that nobody was able to find us at Velma's Diner in Shoals, Indiana. Seeing Jug Rock was pretty cool. Your co-host really enjoyed it. Unfortunately, I have some bad news. We were in a little bit of a car accident. Your co-host is currently in the hospital. You will have to solve which hospital and which city and state and the country we are in. Here's the clue. In a state where nutmeg is king. A beacon of care, healing everything. In a city that's the heart of it all. A hospital stands strong and tall. It's up to you to find him. In the hospital... Gosh, I hope he's okay. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Well, if anybody listening, please listen back. Try to solve that riddle. And now and more than ever, it sounds like he's in danger. We really could get this co-host back. It would be great help. Email us at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com if you're able to identify what that hospital might be. On a lighter note, though, we did get a more pleasant call from another correspondent, our resident Jamaican correspondent, B-Dude. So happy to hear from you again, B-Dude. Yo, David. This a big dude again. Just wanna big you up and let you know, say, we enjoyed the show enough. Me hear you talk about the Bud Light thing on the news, but that not bother me and my brethren down your Kingston at all. You know why? Cause we all drink Red Stripe, man. No need for worry about that. Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light, that all fine and dandy for un Americans. But when it come to real beer, nothing can beat a cold red stripe on a hot day. You ever taste red stripe, David? That smooth, refreshing taste with just the right amount of hops. That are the good stuff right there. Me no want to sound like a commercial or nothing, but me just want to let you know, said the Bud Light controversy not affect me down in here in Jamaica. We just keep sipping upon our red stripes, Puffin' on our spliffs and enjoying life. You hear me? All right. That all for now. Keep doing your thing. Big up yourself, David. Peace, love, and respect, man. Well, I, I got to say, David, it sounds like everything's iry for him. Don't you love it? B-Dude is a real <laughs> cut-up. Happy to hear from you, B-Dude. Oh, and we try to stay positive, and that was our take on that story as well. So glad he's on the same positivity boat with us there. When I was in fifth grade, a kid came back from vacation to Jamaica, and he had a shirt that said, Jamaican me crazy. And I just <laughs> thought that that was so funny. They must be making a killing off of those shirts. It said, Jamaican me crazy. Jamaican me crazy. That's hilarious. And that sound means it's time for my favorite segment, World News with David Collins. We got some firings this week that I wanted to cover. Very exciting. One potential firing that you may not have heard about. A crazy story about trained children and hope out of New York. And a sad death in the entertainment industry. Let's go ahead and start with this first story here. Have you heard about this? Both Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon fired on the same week there. Maybe y'all should maybe I should be expecting a phone call. <laughs> That's crazy. Do you know anything about this story? 
So officially, of course, we've talked about Don Lemon on the show before about his incident, and somebody else tried to get me to make this same comment. They tried to trick me, but luckily I had Don Lemon on my mind on that same day. But he made a point about women not being in their prime, which seems to have eventually spiraled into his firing. Is that kind of what you heard as well? Yes. Definitely. And Tucker Carlson, this is interesting. So I, I'm a, I have a bit of an insider that that fed me this information. We should be hearing more about this in the future. But as far as I understand, there was a bit of a split in the Murdoch family where the wife, the Murdoch family owns Fox and the wife enjoyed Tucker Carlson. They recently got divorced. So now they're saying, you're out of here. Any thoughts on the Tucker? Lemons don't stay in their prime long. They're a fruit. So they do. They are perishable. That's true. You I, probably have more. The, the, when you come, when it comes I to fruit, it was, there's a lot I thought you can it was funny that Don Lemon was talking about women and their prime because <laughs> because lemons themselves, when you think about it, because they're a they're a fruit and they they're prone to. You know, usually I don't like when pe- comedians are doing material on on the show, but I think that's pretty funny. I'd be happy to hear that later. We're actually going to be visiting a comedy show later this evening, so looking forward to that. Our next story is about Katy Perry causing fireworks this week. Did you hear about this? No. She ruined two singers' teenage dreams. An insider reports that the 38-year-old award-winning performer summoned the pair onto a national stage without allowing them to rehearse first, and then criticized their work as, quote, underwhelming hopefully for katie this controversy will be the one who got away those are katie perry songs that you that's right we try to keep the levity it's too bad that she's getting these you know we've entered an age where maybe we just shouldn't have judges anymore if underwhelming is going to get you taken off of a show what do you think about that even you think american idol it started with much worse language than that and then they kind of moved into and now we're at this point the world is definitely getting pretty strange well, I think this I next story. For, uh, did you hear about this? Locomotive engineer William Kennedy was operating a southbound Hudson Lane tra- Hudson Line train around 3:15 p.m. on April 6 when he spotted a child on the northbound tracks near Terrytown. A three-year-old with autism was wandering the tracks. The mother had lost them, lost the child, filed a missing child report. Another train conductor radioed it in. The police identified that it was the same child and reconnected the two. Wow, those kids love trains. Those kids, that kid must have loved trains. Ha <laughs> ha! I think I know where you're going with that one. Now, the, what I'm really curious about, if anybody knows the mother, please have her, have her reach out to the show, dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. How did you two get separated? I think that's the real crux of the story. Didn't talk about it in the article. Not sure what they're hiding, but I'd love to hear more. How far do you travel on foot, I wonder? That's another great question. The picture that I saw, he was only stopped by a barbed wire fence, or else he would have continued. Another sad story this week, Jerry Springer. One of the most influential and controversial figures in TV history has died at age 79. In the late 90s, the Jerry Springer show topped Oprah in many cities across the country. According to TMZ, for the last couple of years, he had been on hosting a folk music show on a local radio station in Cincinnati. RIP to radio and TV legend Jerry Springer. Were you ever a fan of the Jerry Springer show? Yeah, I liked the show he had, Springer, with Kramer and George Costanza and Elaine. That would be a great show. I'm not sure if that's a real thing, but maybe I'll look into it. If that is a real show, please let me know at dc30minutehalfhour at gmail.com. Love to know. That sound means it's time for our last third game today. Going to be a great game, too. A little short, but this game called Celebrity Rumors. It's a bit two truths and a lie. So... 
two of these rumors are true. One of them is made up by our staff. Are you ready to play, Zach? Celebrity rumors. I'm ready, David. Have you enjoyed this ga these games? They've been great. Perfect. So happy to hear it. We do have a lot of fun creating these games, so it's always fun when you enjoy them too. Round one. A bit two truths and a lie, so we're going to go through three incidents. One of them will be untrue. The first one, Macaulay Culkin, in 2013, while taking an Uber, grabbed the steering wheel and pulled the car into oncoming traffic, injuring the Uber driver. Here's the second rumor. Matthew Broderick, in 1987, drove into and killed a woman and her mother in Ireland. Or three, in 2016, Gwyneth Paltrow hit a woman in a, hit a man in a skiing accident, giving him brain damage. Now, if you know, you know, but if you don't, then it might be a little tricky here, or maybe one of the words have been switched, so you never really know. Macaulay Culkin in an Uber car, Matthew Broderick in Ireland, or Gwyneth Paltrow on the ski slopes. Macaulay Culkin in the Uber. Hey, we got another winner here. That's great. You're doing great on these games besides sign the joke, but just one fluke and then nailing the rest of them. That's still good news. That's right. Macaulay Culkin, as far as I understand, never grabbed a Uber driver steering wheel and steered it into oncoming traffic. That was untrue. Now, it looks like we only have one other round of this game, but that's great. Let's jump into round two here. Actor from Friends, Matthew Perry, is missing a chunk of his middle finger due to an accident involving a car door. Rumor two, Vince Vaughn, at the age of 17, lost a piece of his thumb following a car accident. Or three, comedian Jerry Seinfeld was born without a pinky toe. All right, Zach, which of those celebrity rumors do you think was just made up? We have Matthew Perry from Friends, Vince Vaughn, and Jerry Seinfeld, all with interesting deformities of the fingers. Was it Jerry Seinfeld? That's correct. You've done it. Six questions in a row. Correct. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you've had so much success in these games. Did you like that game? That was a great game. I'm sorry that we only had two rounds there, but we are kind of crunched for time. What do you think was your favorite part of the show today? I liked that I was able to have a forum where I could just talk openly about fruit and fruit-related that's great, and we were happy to hear it. Everybody listening, remember to check out Slice of Life. Remember to follow us on Instagram at DC 30 Minute Half Hour Show. Looking forward to your next episode. Everybody listening, I've been David Collins, and you've been the best. David Collins. 30 Minute Half Hour Show with David Collins.